Welcome to Of God and Man, a show whose host can say, it takes an early bird to catch a worm like me. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Tony Randall. This is your host, Brom French. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at 210-854-8029. Please give me a call so that I can hit ignore. Please send me a text so that I feel important and do not respond. If you want to reach me by email, you can reach me at bromfrench at mail.com. That is B-R-A-H-M-F-R-E-N-C-H at mail.com. And please shoot me an email. And it will help me feel more important because my self-esteem is really, really low. <laughs> I make myself laugh. So here we are. We are sitting in our uh, sound studio with a great guy by the name of Eric. How are you doing today, Eric? Doing great. Great. Now, Eric and I got to have lunch today. And uh, we've decided to do a podcast together. One of the things we decided to do, I think Eric is going to share some of his testimony. If you listened to the podcast previously, uh, a few weeks ago, I guess it was, Eric and I had a quick interview. But we're going to give Eric a few minutes, probably about five minutes, to uh, give his testimony. Eric, go ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, well, I was born a uh, preemie. Uh, uh, baby. I weighed two pounds, 13 ounces, and uh, all the doctors and everybody didn't have any hope for me making it, but uh, my family trusted the Lord, and they prayed, and uh, and while every, uh, uh, while everybody was given bad reports, there was a lady that was the one of the cleaning ladies. Uh, she um, said, um, you know, she'd check on me and think it better, and said I was doing good. Everything showed I was doing fine. So, of course, I'd I made it through that. The Lord helped me get through that. And uh, but during the process, um, they uh, in trying to save me, they gave me too much oxygen, which damaged the eyes, so the retina couldn't develop and all, and scarred the tissue, so that I couldn't see. And so my family found out after I came home from the hospital that I was blind. And um, but uh, the, you know, Lord took me through that. Uh, when I was uh, two years old, my mother and I were heading somewhere, I'm not sure where, but uh, I began to turn blue. I was starting to die. And so she was concerned and prayed. She took me over to my grandpa, who was our pastor at the time, and he prayed for me, and the Lord uh, revert, uh, you know, brought me back and reversed all of that. And then at, uh, another time, I had um, epileptic seizures. And they had prayer meeting all night at our house. Some of the folks came and prayed, and the Lord delivered me from that. And um, uh, man, that's some awesome, so, awesome stuff. That uh, I, I think you can safely say that uh, if you've come to tell Eric that there is no God and that He is not a miracle worker, I think we can say you've come too late. Yes, Amen. We can be safe in saying that. Yes. Now, so those of you that uh, have seen me, you know me, um, you know how good looking I am. And uh, so we can still say that Eric has no clue how attractive his friend is. <laughs> Eric has been a tremendous. Now, Eric, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 42. So 42 years ago, I, I want to spend just a little more time in on, on this subject. 42 years ago, Eric, you're born. You wait, how much? Two pounds, 13 ounces. Two pounds, 13 ounces, 42 
years ago. What year is that? Does 1973. 1973. Two pounds, 13 ounces, and he's still alive today. God is absolutely amazing. And uh, though he's blind, if you want to talk Bible, I mean, Eric can talk circles around probably 95% of the preachers I know. And uh, I am thoroughly impressed with his knowledge of Scripture. And uh, if you want to see his Bible, we talked about that in the other podcast. That it just goes on and on and on. Now, Eric did have a warning. He had a warning from our friend uh, Bill Loman. Brother Loman gave a word of, uh, of warning. What was his word of warning to you, Brother Eric? Uh, be, uh, be careful. Don't know what he'd say or something like that. Um, talking about me? I think so. I can't. So, uh, now folks, those of you that have listened to the podcast, you know that I'm nothing but kind and generous and giving and, and loving. And I would never say or do anything that would, uh, th- that will, could possibly be construed in any other form or fashion. So uh, I think we can offer a firm rebuke to uh, Brother Loman saying that. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Eric is silent on that. (laughs) Though though you are right, you wouldn't deliberately set out to... uh, To really cause him harm. Yeah, to hurt anybody, yes. But I I might, and, and that's really a stretch, but I might say something that would give me something to laugh about. Yeah. Uh, and if and if they have if, if they if they're good at take humor and discerning humor, they'll laugh with you. That's right. That's right. And so <laughs> so if you don't have one of my favorite statements is if you cannot laugh and living for Jesus, you're doing it wrong because the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's one of the problems we have in America today is nobody can laugh in living for the Lord. Now, there is one crazy question I'd like to ask you. And man, I am totally catching him off guard. He has no idea what I'm about to ask. Though, did you hear the last podcast, or did you read or, or hear about the lady that had Drano poured into her eyes? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Huh. That's a unusual uh, situation. I read uh, somewhere else that she was uh, blaming. I don't know, the psychologist or something for doing it. Part. Uh, Pouring animate or permanently blind after she requested requested I didn't read the article but uh, I'm not if if she wanted I'm not sure if she wanted to be blind or something I'm not yeah that's sure what, that's what they're that. saying they're saying that she wanted to be blind and so she got a psychi- psychologist to go go along with it and they got a doctor to pour the stuff in her eyes to make her blind I wonder if I don't know I don't know why she'd want to be unless she would. I don't know. She was just having so many problems seeing. I'm not sure. Well, you know, the Bible does say that if your eye offend thee, pluck it out. Yes. Maybe her eyes were offending her. That could be. You know, maybe her husband wasn't attractive or something. I don't know. Uh, you know. Could be, or her eyes were causing her to look at the wrong things. But very true. Very and, true. Uh, she probably had a picture of me somewhere around. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I cracked myself up. <laughs> let me take a break. We've gone too long. I don't have time for a commercial, but let me take a break. When I come back, we'll go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that bat up? Never! Never! And 
and we are back. And we're about to go to the Bible in a quadrillion years. You are listening to Oh God and Man. We're in Genesis, Genesis chapter 35. We're going to pick up at verse number 5. Genesis chapter 35, verse number 5. And we're going to go down to verse number 7. Genesis chapter 35, verse number 5. The Bible says this. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them. They did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel, he and all the people that were with him. And he built there an altar and called the name of the place El Bethel, because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. What a really cool story. If we were to back up and go back to verse number one, remember, God spoke to Jacob and told him, go back to Bethel, go back to where I first appeared to you. And so now the Bible says that he has journeyed there. And then it says, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them. Now, this is pretty cool. Brother Eric mentioned just before we started, he said that when you live for God, your enemies will have to back up. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Ditto that. Your enemies and recognize that now our enemies are actually spiritual. Our enemies aren't people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But when we walk into a place, hell ought to recognize who we are and our enemies ought to back up. And people that give in to those seducing spirits should back up because we've got the spirit of almighty God living inside of us. Thank you, Eric, for that input. And Bible says, and they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them. Now, again, you got to recognize maybe the reason why the terror was there, because this is the same sons of Jacob that had just killed <laughs> Shechem, Hamor, and the whole town. All the men in the town were killed. And uh, it says that the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. They did not chase him. Now, that is very good commentary for America. As we have weakened our military, as we have disarmed our citizenry, we are seeing now the terrorists, whether or not they happen to be Islamic or just uh, idiots, for instance, in Oregon. We can't help but see, as we have disarmed ourselves, a nation is now weakened. The people are weakened. But this makes it clear that because God set terror on them, and in all that were around about them, nobody pursued them. Nobody pursued the sons of Jacob. If you got problems running from hell, that's your problem. You're running from hell. You ought to be walking with the Lord, and they'll be running from you. <laughs> I could spend probably the rest of the podcast on that. Let me uh, continue, though. The Bible goes on and says, So Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel. He and all the people that were with him. So now he has been obedient. He has done what God has called him to do. How many times do we not even get this far? Jacob was not perfect. He made mistakes. He failed God. But when God called him to go to a place where the Lord could commune with him, Jacob said, okay, that's it. I'm going. We ought to make up our minds. We may not be perfect. We may not have everything in order. All of the ducks may not be in a row. But if God's calling me to go someplace where he can commune with me, I'm going to drop whatever I'm doing, wherever I am, and I'm going to follow. I'm going to go wherever the Lord is calling me. And verse number seven, he said, and he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel. 
because they're now recognized up until this point, it's just Bethel or Bethel. But now it's El Bethel because that El basically means God. This is where God first, this is where God spoke to me. This is where my relationship with God began. Because there, the Bible goes on and says, because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. It's important we remember where God first found us. And most of the times he found us when we were fleeing something. We were scared of something. It's important we never get too far away. And when he calls us back to commune, we've got enough sense to say, Lord, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to you. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you later. Will someone shut that bat up? Never! Never!